going on, One Word people? Welcome back to the One Word Podcast. We are so excited to be back with a very special guest today, Zach Mercurio. Zach is a writer, a speaker, and a consultant, and in his own words, he helps cultivate purposeful leaders and build positive organizations. He has so many valuable things to share with us today, so I hope you guys are ready. Buckle up. Here we go. Today, One Word listeners, we are psyched to have Zach Mercurio on the podcast with us today. We're going to talk about the power of mattering. Uh, he has tons of experience and even more expertise to add to this topic. So, Zach, welcome to the One Word podcast. Nick, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We are so excited to have you. Josh and I first got to hear Zach uh, at a conference that we were a part of with Broad River Retail. Um, and so he, just crushed it. So we had to get him on the one word podcast and he was uh, thankfully willing to join us. So, so Zach, why don't you, we're going to start with just telling the listeners a little bit about who you are, maybe where you live, what you do, those sorts of things. Yeah. So I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado, North of Denver. And um, the way I see my purpose is to help people realize their own significance. Mm. And I do that in a number of different ways. And, and what I mean by that is helping people to understand both that they matter right now and how they matter, whether that's people in the workplace or organizations believing that they matter. Because what we know and what we find in the research is that when you don't believe that you matter, it's easy for nothing to matter, mm. right? But when you believe that you're significant, you can discover your significance. When you believe you have something to contribute, you can discover your contribution, your purpose. And that's what I help people to do right now. So important. That is huge. So in, in that, how did you get to that point in your career? Like, did you graduate college and just say, all right, yeah, I'm going to just help people pursue purpose. Yeah. Helping people uh, pursue purpose is not in most course catalogs, <laughs> you know, in colleges. And that's why I, I do always say that purpose is crafted. It's not just found over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to sort of test where you're meant to contribute by going out and doing things. I mean, using your strengths and then reflecting on where those strengths are most needed. But for me, I'm the youngest of three brothers. So when you're the youngest, you get good at comparing yourself and entertaining yourself. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I always was trying to be as good as Andrew and Dan, you know, my older brothers. And in that process of constantly scratching and clawing for significance, whether it was in sports, whether it was, it ended up being in trying to get a job with a good paying starting salary, you know, that, that scratching and clawing for significance and comparing yourself to others uh, was something that was a real formative part of how I was educated. And then when I got into college, I was really educated for success. In the essence, I was educated on what to do and how to do it, right? So get a starting salary, get this major, get this job. And what I realized very quickly when I graduated college and I had a very high, very high paying job in advertising is that we're just not built to acquire and achieve things, you know, as humans. We're, we're built, we have a natural yearning to contribute, to use our gifts to contribute. Uh, and I realized when I was in this first job out of college that most people came into work and they talked about what they were doing this upcoming weekend or what they did the weekend before. 
And I found myself really uneasy with the fact that the majority of people I was around lived for two sevenths of their lives the weekend. And you could just feel it, right? And I think it's, and, and then all we would talk about was, I was in advertising, all we would talk about was sales goals, targets, quotas. And meanwhile, I was out on these sales calls meeting with human beings who needed us and we didn't talk about them. So I think what happened to me is I was educated for results and achievement. And the problem that I found very quickly is that the problem with being motivated by achievement is that you can achieve it and then what? And it was since that realization that I was like, there's got to be a better way. And so I quit my job and I've been researching and helping people figure out that better way ever since. That's sweet. I think that is, I mean, a critical, I don't even know how to phrase it, like a question or like a pivotal moment in so many people, especially like young professionals lives in that I'm in that right now, of like looking out at the possibilities of the world and saying, okay, I want that. I want that. That would be sweet. That would be awesome. And then also like trying to heed the advice of so many people that have come before to say like, no, it's not about making the most money. And well, just because you have the title won't make you happy. And like, there's some like, I don't like cognitive dissonance of, are you really sure right. that it won't make me happy if I don't, yeah. if I like make a ton of money. Um, so that's, that's really good to hear from you. Um, quick question about, I think what you just said, this isn't on our list, so forgive me, but that's all right. why, why uh, like take yourself out of that maybe corporate context where meaning yep. is lacking um, and pursue and help people find their purpose like in consulting or speaking or coaching rather than like shift the culture or the structure of an organization from inside the, yeah. the corporate world. Yeah, and you know, if I knew what I knew now, my response to that situation would be incredibly different because one of the big problems is that we don't have a purposeful mindset. We tend to adopt a results mindset. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that a purposeful mindset is like you get up every day, you look at your calendar, you ask, what do I have to do today? You know, or what am I going to achieve or do this week? That's a results mindset. A purposeful mindset is you get up in the morning and you ask, uh, how is what I'm going to do today going to impact other people? Right. Instead of asking how much money can I make, you're asking how many, how, how much of an impact can I make? Instead of asking, saying, here are my solutions, you're saying, here are the problems I exist to solve. And you're, instead of saying, this is what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it, the purposeful people think about, uh, here's what I believe and why I exist. And uh, I didn't know how to develop that purposeful mindset. And so I had to go out and figure it out, you know, and I met all of these people like janitors, mechanics, bus drivers, all of these people just you interact with in your everyday life that just exude joy, right? Hmm. And I always say that joy is happiness that's been liberated from circumstances. And you know those people that are just joyful wherever they are. Wow. And the one thing that our research on people who experience profound joy, extended happiness and profound meaningfulness, the one thing we find is that they have a disposition or they have an approach that is contribution centered, not achievement oriented. Wow. They think about the contribution they make. Um, they think about how their strengths make a difference. They think about what they want people to say about them at their funeral and not what lines they want to have on their resume on a daily basis. And so that's the difference. That's, that's what I didn't have. And now that I learned that, yeah, I, I work with companies that don't have that, that were like that organization I went into to help the people develop a purposeful approach where they are. Because again, I think purpose is also a skill you can learn. You can learn to discern the purpose where you are right now, no matter how much you don't like where you are right now. Yeah. And if you learn to do that, you can do it wherever you want to go. So we're not even talking about like 
changing the things that we're achieving. We're talking about like changing the way that we're thinking about what we're doing and changing yeah. that mindset is what's going to change what we actually do. Yeah. The, because the, your mind, you're asking yourself questions all day long and you, the quality of your life is usually correlated to the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Oh, say that again. Hold on. Say that one more time. The quality of your life is usually directly correlated to the questions that you ask yourself because you answer those questions every day. How am I going to get through to the weekend? Well, you just become someone slogging through the week. Hmm. How am I going to make more money? Well, you just get someone who wants to acquire and achieve things for yourself. And that's what happens. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't important. Like achievement is important. We know it's important for psychologically. Uh, we know security is important. The problem is, is that when we make those things the aims and not the byproducts of contribution. Yeah. So purposeful people tend to be obsessively focused on their contribution, the cause, and they trust that the effects, the achievements will follow. Man, that is some heat. That's so good. Asking yourself the right questions is so important. I feel like we're dipping our toes into like the science of mattering or of purpose. And I don't know which word in your mind, which word best describes like the central, the centrality of what you do, purpose or mattering or meaning or kind of like a <laughs> yeah. of all of I'll them. break that down really quick for you because okay. I think it's, it's, it's good that you asked that. Purpose is your own sense of contribution, right? It's how your strengths make a difference in other people's lives. We all have purpose. You don't need to go read a blog on 10 steps to find it. You already have it. You have strengths that make a difference today. You have purpose. This mattering is creating an environment in which all of us can continuously believe that we matter and that we have something to contribute. If we don't participate in creating a culture of mattering, that we make sure everybody knows that they're a significant part of the world around them, that they're noticed, affirmed, and needed, then you, people, it makes it very hard for people to uncover and ourselves to uncover our purpose. Hmm. Meaningfulness is the overall experience of our lives as positive, as purposeful, and as significant. Okay, that's helpful because yeah. I would have said that all three of those are like virtually the same yeah. thing, um, but that's good. That's good that you differentiated them. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, or we want to hear from you, the science behind like the importance of people understanding that they matter, whether that's mm. at a personal level or in an organization. Yeah, so when we look at this, the studies that have been done, especially on adolescence and longitudinal studies that predict mental health and, and well-being across many years, what we find is that people who had early and often experiences of mattering have profoundly better mental health outcomes and well-being outcomes in their life. Mm -hmm. And when we think about moments of mattering, those are when you feel noticed. So that's when people see you, they take an interest in you. That's when you feel affirmed. So people are showing you how your uniqueness makes a difference. They're affirming that you have unique strengths and that those strengths make a difference and then that you're needed, um, that you're indispensable. One of this really powerful study, it's actually referenced in a book by this guy named Gordon Flett, The Psychology of Mattering. But he talks about um, when researchers analyze the transcripts of people who write things like suicide notes or write notes about harming themselves, the two most common lines are, no one would miss me if I'm gone and questions of why am I here anyway? Uh, those, are, those are responses to not mattering, anti-mattering. We also know that human beings are built to contribute. So 
there's a part of your brain that's hardwired for contribution. So when you either think about your impact on other people or you think about your contribution, you get a little boost of neurotransmitters called dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. These are the, the neurochemicals that control for mood, movement, and motivation. So if someone doesn't believe that they have anything to contribute, it's very hard to experience those healthy neurotransmitters. And I always say we are suboptimal as human beings if we don't believe that we matter and we're suboptimal as human beings when we're not on purpose. Yeah. And so in an environment, um, let's just say like professionally at work, yeah. how do you create that, that environment of mattering? I think when you mm. broke down purpose and mattering and meaning, you said that mattering is, is an environment that makes people aware of their purpose. How does that happen? Like in an organization? Yeah. And I am at a place now where my thinking has evolved. And I think that the precondition of purpose is mattering. So if you want someone to discover their purpose and live more purposefully and work more purposefully, then they have to believe that they matter. And the way you can do that is what's powerful about mattering is we have control over it for others. Hmm. So there's those three components, right? Noticing. So one thing you can do right now is make a list of the people that you see in your everyday life. Every day you see them. Now ask yourself, which one of those people's people do I not know their last name? Do I not know if they have kids? Do I not know if they have friends or who those friends are? Do I not know if they have family members that they're taking care of? Do I know their hopes? Do I know their dreams? Do I know their goals? Do I know their aspirations, right? And I'm talking the FedEx driver that delivers your package. I'm talking the barista you see every day and you don't even know their last name. Um, I'm talking to the people you see on Zoom calls every day at work. Uh, it's, you'd be surprised when you make that list and you ask yourself those questions, how many people you don't notice. Wow. The second thing is affirming. So instead of saying to someone, hey, good job, show them the difference that they make. So describe to them what they did. Describe to them a name. You use these strengths and then tell them the difference that it had on you or someone else. And that's a way we can affirm people. We're really good at telling people what they could become and pretty terrible at showing people what's good about who they already are. Wow. Yeah. I think probably everyone that is listening to this has experienced the good and the bad of that in one yeah. way, shape or form. I think of Josh, who isn't on here so we can brag about him for a second. <laughs> Anytime the mailman or FedEx driver comes to his house, he's like, hey, what do you want? You, got, you want a Gatorade? You want a water or something? Awesome. I've even been there where... He's like, goes outside, offers a water, comes back in. He's like, bro, I don't have any water. Uh, what am I going to do? Yeah. But he's just thinking awesome. of like, how can, how can this person make sure that I know they, I see them as more than just you're dropping off a package, but like you're a human with a soul and you matter. So that's, yeah. that's huge. And then the last part is, is showing people they're needed. So one of my favorite statements to use is if it weren't for you and then describe why they're indispensable to your life. You know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to get this book I need to finish this research project that's inevitably going to impact a lot of people's lives. You know, saying that to the FedEx driver, uh, saying this to the person next to you, that you're needed, that you're indispensable, that I rely on you. And when people feel like they're relied on, they feel like they have purpose. Yeah. That's and we can give that to other people, you know, and it's, it's powerful and it's especially important with kids. Like I'm a, so I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I noticed that I wasn't doing a lot of this stuff really well with my kids. Like, you know, for example, my five-year-old, when he's on his tablet, I just say, Hey, get off your tablet. 
He loves his tablet. <laughs> but when I started reading more about mattering, I was like, that's not noticing him. So instead of just being like, get off your tablet, what I do now is I just say, hey, what are you watching? You mind if I watch a little bit with you? What do you like about what you're watching? And what inevitably happens is he starts turning off the tablet and talking to me about the show, hmm. right? Because we want to feel seen and heard. And I think it's so important with young people that we show them what's good about who they are, show them the data they have to work with and build their future life for, instead of showing them that their worth will only be proved depending on what they do in some arbitrary future. Yeah. That is so important. And I'm, we all have young people, whether we realize it or not, yeah. that we yeah. can impact or that are looking up to us. Um, okay, Zach, we have one more question uh, and then we're going to get to here your top five and I'll tell you the top five once we get there. But here's, yep. here's the last question before we get there in your own life. How, it, how have you seen the power of matter, mattering drastically change some area or some aspect of your daily life of my own life of your own life? Mm. Yeah. Well, for me, I get to see it often in my work. I mean, that's, that's, what's powerful. Like you would be so surprised as to how one moment of mattering can, can change everything. And I would say like, for me, you know, honestly, sometimes I get, down on myself. I second guess myself. I doubt myself. Um, I have a lot of that internal like head trash, mm -hmm. <laughs> trashing yourself that's going on. And uh, I would say just a week ago, I did a session that I didn't think anybody was paying attention to on Zoom. Okay. And this woman wrote me this really like long paragraph. And it was all about how she's struggled to define her purpose because she was looking for some big purpose, not for herself, but because she thought it would look good to other people. Hmm. And she said that I, I was the first person and I was talking to like 200 people, but she said I was the first person who told her that, um, that she already had purpose now. Right. Wow. And she started talking about just how that dramatically changed her life. But her telling me that brought me out of a big funk that I was in. Yeah. Right. So that like that little moment, like one moment of mattering, we find can increase self-esteem, self-worth, um, can decrease depression, decrease stress. It's almost like as good as exercising. Right. And, and I, I experience that regularly. So yeah, it's just those moments. They happen all the time. You know, it's hard in my work to pick one because yeah, it's all the time. But I mean, that one last week when she took the time to do that is very powerful. And oftentimes that's what mattering is. It's going beyond our jobs, going beyond our roles, doing a little bit extra to notice someone, take an interest in them and remind them that they're needed. Yeah. That, that really makes a big difference. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And I even um, think of when you said, or when you say like, if it weren't for you, like that's even a tool, maybe I'm wrong here, but that we could use to ask ourselves those, those questions. Like you said at the beginning, Love like, it. how do I want to be noticed by other people. If it yeah. weren't for me, like would anything in this person or this person or that person's life change? And that's a, a powerful self-reflection tool, I guess. That Nick, that is awesome because that's what I was going to make sure to end with. I was going to mm -hmm. say, now my biggest call is make sure you're doing those three things to yourself. Oh yes. Yeah. That's do, good. You, do, you, do you notice yourself? Wow. Do you notice how you're feeling? Do you notice how you're doing? Uh, do you know what your strengths are? 
Do you know how those strengths make a difference? And then are you reminding yourself regularly that you're needed? Yeah. You know, that, that you're indispensable. Hmm. Because while we may learn that we matter from other people, we maintain the belief that we matter through how we think about ourselves. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's very yeah. important. That's very important. And that leads very us to our, our last segment. So this is what we call top five. And we try to ask uh-huh. all of our guests a question surrounding their top five. So here's our question for you, Zach. What are your top five best practices to show others that they matter? And I think that you've already hit on a couple, but let's just recap and maybe add a few more. Top five. To show others that they matter. Correct. One, remember people's personal details. Hmm. And then check in on those personal details when you see them. So for example, have you ever like sent an email to someone you haven't seen in a while and then they check in and they ask like, how's that research project going that you told me about and you haven't seen them in two months? I mean, in our lives, you know, that's the hallmark of a friend, right? Mm -hmm. When someone knows these little things about ourselves. So ask about people's personal details and remember them. Even if you have to write them down, like just as a practice. Yeah. So that's, that's number one, I think it is key. The other thing that is key is that be specific when you show gratitude to other people. So oftentimes we just say thank you. Yeah. But be specific. Tell them, hey, I noticed that you used these strengths and then show them why it mattered. Like why them using those strengths made a difference for you. Yeah. So if someone goes and picks you up a coffee and brings you a coffee, being like, hey, like, I just appreciate how much you think about other people. And for me, like I was dragging and I have to finish this big report. So you're going to, you helped me do that. You know, it's just like little ways we can reaffirm people. Mm-hmm. I would say the third most important factor is asking better questions. Ooh. So instead of asking those questions, like where do you see yourself in five years asking what kind of impact do you want to have made five years from now? Yeah. Or what's your ideal job? Asking what kinds of problems do you want to use your strengths to solve? Or instead of asking, you know, even asking people like, gosh, you know, oh, what, what are you going to do this weekend? Asking people, what do you care about today? You know, those little changes in the questions we ask can help people and reaffirm themselves that they matter right now. Yeah. The other, the fourth piece of advice would be to just tell people often if it weren't for you. You know, we talked about that. Yes. Show people that they're needed. And then the fifth thing I would say to do is change your mindset. Ask yourself, do I have a results-oriented mindset or a purposeful mindset? And one of my favorite uh, columns was by the New York Times columnist David Brooks, and he described it as, are you living for resume virtues or eulogy virtues? Ooh. That's a great way to put it. So you can answer that question every day. And that mindset is what you'll need to actually sustain these practices of mattering. Because once you become so obsessed with your own achievement, it's very hard to look outward and help other people realize they matter mm-hmm. and see their worth beyond what they achieve um, if, you, if you view yourself that way. So that mindset is critical. Man, that is good. Those are five incredible tips that I can definitely use in my own life towards other good. people. Uh, and good. I know that, that everyone listening can as well. And Zach, before we let you go, I would be remiss if we didn't highlight your book that you wrote. Uh, I believe it is titled The Invisible Leader. Give us like a 25 second debrief. Why should we get The Invisible Leader? 
Yeah, the premise of the book is that the best leader isn't a person, it's a purpose, mm. you know, of our lives. The best leader isn't some goal, it's, it's having a bigger, other-centered, you know, reason for being. And whether that's a divine reason for being, whether that's your, your bigger calling, that putting your focus and following that leader leads to more of those other things, those of, leads to more success in the long run. So it's really about how to develop a purposeful mindset for yourself and other people. So good. I think that I'm probably going to order that for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, Zach, dude, you are someone that chooses it, reps it, lives it all day, every day without even knowing what choose it, rep it, live it was probably. But at One More Brand, that's our mission. And so we appreciate your desire and ability and passion for helping others find purpose and understanding that they matter. And we hope that as they listen to this episode, they're able to discover that they themselves matter. And that they also have the ability to make other people understand that they matter as well. Zach, thank you, you're the man. Thanks so much. Any, any last final words, any bonus material that you want our listeners to walk away with? Yeah. I mean, don't freak out if you're not doing this every day. <laughs> um, it's a progress, right? All of these things are habits that take time to build. One of the things I've learned about in psychology is this, this, this idea of false hope syndrome that we want to change You want to do everything you heard in this episode right away. And so you don't do anything because you try to do too much. So I would just pick like one person you could notice this week, every day and just start there. So start small and don't overwhelm yourself and, and don't feel bad that you're not doing these things. It's a work in progress. Just start with one person you could notice every single day. So many good bits of wisdom and insight that Zach shared with us today. If you guys haven't already checked out his book, go find it, The Invisible Leader. You can get it wherever books are sold. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this episode, why don't you share it with a friend, post about it on social media, or leave us a review. It helps so, so much. We can't wait to see you guys soon and be back on here with another episode from Josh and I. But until then, have a good one.